Welcome to the Strong Men, Strong Marriages podcast. Here we are on a mission to get strong, get attractive, and get the marriage of our dreams. I'm your host, Mike Frazier. Let's do this. All right, men, welcome to today's episode of Strong Men, Strong Marriages. My name is Mike Frazier, MD, and I help high achieving men save their marriage. So today we're going to do a real life example. I've had a couple of really good uh, sessions with clients lately and uh, wanted to kind of share with you sort of insider secrets, let's say, of uh, one of the big tools that we use when we're working together and look at a real example of fixing communication. Most people complain about communication being their main issue. So we're going to go through and see how we actually get to the find details and fix marriage communication. So again, most people that come in, they say, yeah, we just don't communicate. We can't connect with each other or whatever. You know, if we could just get on the same page, things would be better. So overall, it's true. Like if you can get the skill of communication and figure out how to connect in that way, yeah, your marriage is going to be better. It's one of the main tools we, that we that we need to understand. Trust, communication, and intimacy. Those are the main three. And communication, obviously, a big part of that. But the, the problem is people kind of have a hard time finding and then fixing their communication problems. Sometimes they can say, oh, yeah, we have a problem, but they don't really know even what they mean by that. Mainly because we talk in these vague general terms instead of looking at actual conversations and kind of dissecting them and seeing what's going on. So this is a tool that I use with the guys I work with that's super powerful. We just go in and we write out the words, okay? It's simple, but it's powerful, and I call it the conversation evaluation. So it's basically just a script. It's a he said, she said of either a specific conversation or an imagined conversation. It actually works just as well with an imagined conversation. What I've seen is that when we do a pretend one, the guys can really easily predict their response and their wife's response, right? It's really, it works really well. But if you can go back and like look at text messages, that'll let you know exactly what was said. And that's great. You know, we use that and we can say, okay, like where did things go wrong? You know, where can we fix this? All right. So you can look at text messages. You can think back on a recent conversation or again, just use your imagination. You're going to be really good. You know, your wife, well, you're going to be able to predict what she's going to say. If you bring up things in a certain way, trust me, you're going to be able to do it. So here's the thing. As much as you say, yeah, you know, I'm working on myself. I feel different. I feel like things are changing. The, what you say and how you say it to your wife, that's how you prove things are different. Okay. It's your interactions with her. So the words are a part of that. And that's what we're focusing on today, but it's not everything. Okay. You can say the right words, you know, quote unquote, the right words. I can, you know, write a script for you and you can, you know, go deliver it. But if your thoughts and feelings and intentions are not aligned, okay, it's not going to work. Okay. Just work with a, a gentleman a few days ago where, you know, he noticed that he was out of alignment. And so he was doing things like going up and giving his wife a, a hug. But in his mind, he was saying she should be the one giving me a hug. Right. So when he went to give her a hug, he was out of integrity. He was out of alignment. And so it didn't 
have the effect he was hoping for, right? He wasn't in the mindset of, man, this is a beautiful woman. I want to just go hug her, right? It was, okay, like I'll do this, but, you know, I wish it was her, you know, probably should be her doing this to me instead. So again, when you're with your words or your actions, if the thought, feeling, and intention behind that is not attractive, is not in integrity, is not strong, okay, it's not going to work. So we're going through an important tool today, but again, the words by themselves, not enough. You've got to dig deep and figure out all the other stuff that's behind this. And this script does help do that a little bit. Okay. So we're going to give the example of, uh, I want to hold hands more. Okay. So this is a common one, guys. You know, as, as guys, we like that physical affection. We like that physical touch. We like, we love our wife to come up, give us a hug and a kiss. Right. And a lot of times we think, well, you know, a good way to do that is just to go ask for it. Okay. So we're going to give an example here of a guy named Jack and he comes up to his wife and he says, Hey, I want to hold hands with you more. Or maybe he'd even say something like, I want you to hold hands with me more. And Jill comes back, right? Let's say this marriage is pretty rocky right now. Okay. Jill's going to say, I can't believe you just said that. Right. So Jack, I want to hold hands with you more. Jill says, I can't believe you just said that. Jack, well, I'm trying to stand up for what I want more in my marriage. Okay, I learned that on Strong Men, Strong Marriages podcast. I'm supposed to stand up for what I want, (laughs) right? And then Jill comes back and she says, well, what about what I want? Do you ever think about that? And then Jack says, are you kidding me? All I try to do is make you happy. You can't even hold hands with me after everything I do for you. Then Jill says, this is exactly what I'm talking about. Everything turns into a fight with you. We're done, right? So this kind of conversation, I hear a lot, okay? I hear told back to me that conversations go this way. When we run these conversation evaluations, guys can kind of predict these conversations going this way. So what we do is we look at that, right? But then we go in and we really do an evaluation, um, so if you're listening to this on the podcast, you can also get this on, on YouTube and see the slides and it. it. It can be useful to actually see these words written. Um, but if you're just listening, you know, you'll, you'll get good stuff out of this too. Um, but, uh, in the, the YouTube channel is Mike Frazier MD. So the, let's go through the evaluation. What went wrong in this conversation? So let's look line by line. So Jack goes in there. He says, I want to hold hands with you more. Okay. What's the problem? Okay. Problem is there's no real explanation why. Okay. We talked about when we make requests, we want to give a reason. Why do I want to hold hands with you more? Well, you think, oh, it should be obvious. But even if you just said, hey, I'd like to hold hands with you more because it makes me feel good or, you know, it makes me feel connected to you or I really think you're pretty. I want to hold hands with you. Right. All of those would have gotten better. Okay. But another problem is there's no understanding of her, okay? You're just saying, I want to hold hands with you, but you're not like thinking in context, right? You're not saying, well, why isn't she holding hands with you in the first place? Like what's going on? Why isn't there the attraction there? You know, is there something going on? And if your marriage is on the rocks, you should know what's going on. If you don't have an idea, that's a problem, right? And you need to get in there and try to figure things out. A good clue, guys, is if she keeps bringing up something over and over that's probably the problem. <laughs> okay. So yeah, in a, in a, with the, one of the guys I was working with recently, it was, 
that he wasn't really listening to her, wasn't valuing her opinions. Okay. And that's the kind of the example we're going to use today. So another problem with this is typically physical requests on their own don't go very far. Reason being, usually the thought behind these requests is something like, look, after all I do for you, you can just do this one little thing for me. In other words, you're in this entitled mindset, right? Like, come on, I pay the bills. I, I go to work. I take care of the kids. You know, I clean the house and you can't even hold hands with me. Like, come on, what's this about? Right. But that's immature. It's babyish. It's in it. It's unattractive. You know, it's kind of saying like, you owe this to me, right? It doesn't work. Okay. It's not romantic. It's not attractive. It's entitled. It's immature. It's ugly. Okay. So there's a problem with that request initially. <laughs> okay. But let's go a little bit further. So then Jill says, you know, I can't believe that you just said that. Okay. So well, what I like to do is put in parentheses what they're really saying. Okay. What's kind of behind these words? So Jill says, I can't believe you just said that. So in other words, look, we, again, we're using the example in this case that, that Jill is very mad at Jack because he doesn't value her opinion. He doesn't listen to her. Okay. So Jill says, I can't believe you just said that because what she's really saying is, why would I give you physical affection when you've failed to listen to me for years? Okay. And really even right now, and this is what I want to point out, right? Even right now, you're not really listening to her. You came in making a request without really trying to understand where she might be at. So already it's a problem. Okay. So the bottom line that Jill's saying is, I can't believe you just said that. In other words, why would I act attracted to you when you're being selfish, immature, and unattractive? Or when you're doing the exact thing that I've complained to you about, when you're right now not paying attention to me, when you're right now not valuing that maybe I don't want to hold hands with you, right? Okay. So, and guys notice, right? If in a conversation she's starting to get emotionally charged up, you're probably doing the thing that she's complained about, okay? Like not listening to her, like putting her down, like being one up on her, like being demanding, like being entitled, okay? You're probably doing it right that second. So either either if she gets really animated and kind of upset, or if she just kind of like shuts down, right? Gets really just quiet and like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I guess we could hold hands more. Yeah, sure, right? Or she's like, are you kidding me? Like, no way. If she goes either one of those ways, you know you're probably doing the thing that she hates, <laughs> okay? <laughs> so just be aware of that. All right. So let's keep going. So then Jack says, well, look, I'm trying to stand up for what I want more. You know, I heard I should do that. Right? In other words, look, I'm tired of doing everything she wants. And actually, I really don't care what she wants. All I, That's like all I ever think about is what she wants. Okay. So right there, you're doing the thing again, right? She says, you don't listen to me. You don't value me. And really in your head, you're saying, yeah, I don't. I'm sick of doing that. Okay. And then Jill says, what about what I want? Do you ever think about that? Okay. So again, in her mind, it's like, here we go again. Same old Jack, you know, he's not listening. He doesn't care what I want. Just thinking about what he wants. He doesn't listen to me. Doesn't value what I'm saying. Okay. And then Jack comes back, right? And he's like, are you serious? All I try to do is make you happy. You can't even hold hands with me. Come on. Right. So in other words, he's saying, I'm putting in all the work. When's it my turn? And then Jill says, look, this is exactly what I'm talking about. Everything turns into a fight with you. Why does she say that, guys? Answer this question. Like, really try to think about it before I tell you. <laughs> like, why is she saying, you know, this is the same pattern? 
It's because Jack is not listening to her through this whole conversation, right? Jill doesn't like that Jack doesn't listen to her, but here Jack is not listening to her again. He's just trying to get his needs out. He just wants her to understand him and say, look at everything I've done for you. Now can't you do this? Right. And she's saying, dude, you're still not even like you didn't listen to one thing I said here. Right. You just tried to prove your point. Okay. All right. So how do you go about fixing this problem? Okay. So step one is you notice the pattern. Okay. And then you find that meaning in parentheses, like what's she actually saying? What's behind those words? So a good way to do this is like the state fair, right? What are the thoughts? What are the feelings? Okay, that'll put you on the right track. Content and emotion, as Stephen Covey teaches it. So in this example, again, the pattern is that Jack doesn't really listen to his wife's opinion, okay? He doesn't listen. He kind of goes one up, right? So step two is notice how the pattern is playing out, not just in general, but in this conversation. How is this main problem coming out right here, Okay. How is Jack not listening to his wife in this conversation? So in this example, right, once Jack has his advance turned down, he stops trying to understand his wife and starts trying to express his point. So right there in the conversation, he's doing exactly what his wife hates. Okay, this is what you've got to see. So step three is you're going to go apologize if this has already happened. Hey, oh my gosh, Jill, like you said I didn't listen to you. You are 100% right. Look at this last conversation we had. I just was really thinking about it and looking at it, even like wrote it out so I could see it more clearly that you're right. You know, all I did was try to prove my point. I didn't take one second to to hear your side of it. And really, I'm sorry for doing that. Okay. And then step four, you want to write out a new script that addresses the main issue. So in this case, valuing Jill's opinion. So you got to sit down and think, okay, man, like how next time am I going to go about this? right? Where I can value her opinion. Okay. Cause here's the thing you, you may like, it's not wrong to want to hold hands with your wife more. Right. But you have to understand physical attraction comes after you're acting attractive. Okay. She's not going to want to hold hands or kiss or hug or have sex with you if you're not being attractive. Okay. So if you're acting one up, if you're acting entitled, if you're acting superior, if you're acting needy, okay none of that is going to attract her, right? You can't just ask your way into having her be sexually attracted to you. It does not work, okay? You have to act in a way first that's strong and confident. You need to understand where she's coming from. And then from there, you work on that fun and flirting and intimacy and attraction, right? And um, then, you know, that's the way it builds, okay? So you get strong in yourself. So you're not so needy, right? Then you build that ability, rebuild that ability, or maybe for the first time, if you were never that good at, at flirting and romance and all that, you get better at it. And that's what creates sexual attraction. You're strong, you're attractive, and then you go out and you flirt and you have fun and that's how it happens. So again, step four, you write out that new script that addresses that main issue. So again, in this case, it's valuing Jill's opinion. So this is the rewrite. Okay. So we had the first script. We know it didn't turn out well. We want to rewrite that script. You're a new character. Okay. You have a new motivation. What's my motivation? Your first motivation was get what you want from Jill, hold hands with Jill. Your second motivation in this scene, right? Your motivation here is to understand Jill's perspective. Okay. So Jack comes in and he says, I've noticed we haven't been holding hands as much lately. Is there a particular reason for that? Right. 
So you can ask her straight up and she might tell him, right? She might be really upset and she might say something like, oh, you should, you should know, right? I can't believe you don't know. Maybe she says something like that. Maybe she's kind of hostile, right? Um, or maybe she just says something like, you look, I guess I just don't feel like it. Okay. It doesn't really matter what she says there. What you're going to try to do is if she tells you great and just say, oh, well, thanks for telling me. Yeah, that makes sense that you wouldn't want to hold hands with me, right? But if she doesn't really offer anything, you take a stab at it. You make a guess, right? So you say, you know, I've been thinking about why that might be, why you wouldn't want to hold my hand. I've noticed that with almost anything you say, I contradict you. I try to prove my point instead of trying to understand yours. Is that right? I mean, is that part of why you don't really want to hold hands with me? So Jill says, yeah, it does feel like that, right? And she probably will say something like that, or maybe she'll build on it. Yeah, that and all these other things, right? So then Jack, instead of saying, well, look, like, yeah, I, I do these, but you do this too. No, right, right now you're just trying to understand her. So you say, Jack says, I imagine someone who's always trying to argue with you isn't very attractive, right? Isn't really someone you want to hold hands with, okay? Then Joe maybe laughs a little bit. Yeah, you know, that's true. So Jack comes in and he apologizes, right? That's what a stand-up guy does. That's what a guy with integrity does. Look, I'm sorry for all the times I've done that. Working on seeing it. I saw it again just yesterday in a conversation we had. You know, if you see it at times and I don't, you know, I'd appreciate it if you let me know. I'm working on it, but you know, you'll you may pick it up when I don't. So, you know, I'd appreciate it if you did that. Uh, you don't have to, but it'd be like I won't get mad if you point it out. I'd actually like you to point it out. And she'll probably say, Okay, yeah, that sounds good. And then you guys part ways, right? So what happens? So then you need to fast forward, right? So you fast forward later and then all of a sudden she comes up and grabs your hand, right? And you're like, whoa, what happened? What happened was you stopped being an idiot. (laughs) Okay. You stopped being unattractive. You stopped, you know, being one up and needy. And then, you know, she was attracted to you. Okay. And she heard that request, right? She's like, yeah, because it is attractive when you actually own up to your mistakes you apologize to her. You try to see her point of view. Very attractive. Okay. All right. So why this works again is Jack found and addressed the main issue in this case that he wasn't taking the time to understand and value his wife, but he was just trying to prove his point. He found that within the conversation, right? And then he addressed it. He apologized. He found new ways to go about changing it. Okay. Guys, this is a common, common problem for high achieving men, you know, going one up, trying to prove your point, not really listening. Okay. It serves us well in some ways because, you know, we're leaders of our companies or we are, you know, professionals where people value our opinions, you know, and so we're used to having our opinions be weighed maybe more heavily than the people that we interact with. And that's fine in some cases, but it just doesn't work very well in a marriage. It, it doesn't work well. You know, you need to be equal partners and really value where it's coming from. You don't have to agree with it, but you need to value it. Okay. So that common problem, guys, going one up again, money, sex, in-laws, parenting, religion, whatever it is, thinking your opinions are better, vacations, whatever. Okay. Another very common problem for guys is acting entitled right? I did so much for you. Now it's your turn to do something for me. You should be approaching me. How come you're not approaching me? Right? So that's just a variation of like being entitled. Okay. Wanting her to make that first move emotionally or sexually. Cause you're kind of asking yourself, why does it have to be me all the time? Why can't you do it sometimes? You know, 
it's not wrong to think that way, right? Sometimes it would, it is nice, you know, if your, if your wife initiates it, but what makes her initiate it? It's not you whining that she doesn't. Okay. That won't work. That's not attractive. It's you, you know, stepping up, owning the negative patterns that you're having. Right. And then learning more about how to have, how do I have fun with her? How do we flirt a little bit more? You know, how do we do those things? Okay. Yeah. The, the fix right for acting entitled is finding win-wins you know with money sex and last parenting religion sex again you you got to mix in the skill of fun and flirtation right seduction right you got to have those skills in place but with like money in-laws parenting religion you can just go for win-win and just say like look i don't feel like doing that let's find something that works for both of us right? So then you're not going for lose win where I'll do everything. And then hopefully she'll kiss me sometime. Right. It's like, no, let's find things that work for both of us. And then let's, you know, this side of it. Yeah. Let's, let's have fun. Let's stir up those passions and emotions, uh, you know, connect on deep levels, talk about, you know, deep things, draw together, you know, go to go dance together, uh, you know, do all those things. All right, guys. So in summary, this is one of the big tools that we use uh, with my clients, right? Um, write out the conversations, either past or that you are projecting with your wife. Again, you'll be able to do this. You really will. Like you can predict what your wife's going to say when you say something, because these patterns have happened lots of times and you need to get in and, and change it up. So step one, see if there's a common theme she has complained about. Okay. Maybe it's not listening to her. Maybe it's going one up. Maybe it's acting entitled, right? That she owes something to you. Okay. Step two, start catching this behavior in recent or current conversations. So that's what shows you're actually changing is when these things she's complaining about, you're you're catching them in the moment. Step three then is apologize to her if this has already happened. And step four is you write out that new script that addresses the main issue. If it's not listening, how am I going to listen? If it's acting entitled, how am I going to stop acting entitled and be, you know, fun and flirtatious, or just stop losing all the time and get to agreements that work for both of us, right? And then you go out and practice, right? You write it out and then you go out and you practice saying these things, you know, then if it doesn't go well, it's fine. You, you go back, you do another evaluation and you come back and you try it again until you're good at these things. Okay. So like coaching, it can definitely help you do this. It's sometimes hard for to do it on your own. It's not impossible, but getting someone who has experience in this and can look at it and pick up the themes that are happening. A lot of times someone outside can see it better than you can see it yourself. Okay. This is definitely one of my favorite things to do with members of the strongman system. I really enjoy it. Uh, it's fun for me to kind of act these things out and, and catch these things and, uh, makes a big difference for the guys. So I love it. So love to have you as part of the strongman system and help you through this and learn these skills, you know, there really are just certain skills you need to have a great marriage. And that's what you're going to learn. You're going to learn how to have internal strength, build trust in yourself and trust from your wife to you, build the communication skills and then build those intimacy skills, win-wins, fun, flirting, passion. Okay. Guys, it's going to be the best $2,500 you've ever spent. If you do the work, you don't feel it's worth your investment. You get your investment back. So look, it's not worth $2,500 to save your marriage or to have a great marriage then this program is not for you, right? If you're not willing to put in, you know, a couple hours a day for a month to turn your marriage around, have the, a better life than you've ever had, okay? 
program's not for you, you need to be ready to commit that, the money and the time and the work. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's not that big a commitment, <laughs> but if you're not willing to do that, then yeah, it's not for you. So, um, all right. Love to see you in the strongman system. Come join us at MikeFraserMD.com. Next week, I'm going to have a special offer for podcast listeners and email subscribers. So if you're on the email list, you can get on the email list there or just jump into the strongman system and let's get going. All right, guys, stay strong, men. We'll see you next episode. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please leave a review on iTunes and share the episode with a friend so we can help create stronger men and stronger marriages across the world. And if you're ready to take your strength training and your marriage to the next level, visit strongmenstrongmarriages.com to learn how. I'll see you there.